0: M12, how we doing tonight? What's up, guys? Hey! So pumped to be here to talk with y'all. That's going. All right. Uh, what's up? Yeah, as, as Steven said, I'm Mike. Mike Smith. I go to Mountain View High School. I am a senior. Where are my bears at? Mountain View. Let's go. Let's go. If you go to a different school, I'm sorry. It's just not as good as Mountain View. Uh, so, hey, if you're new here tonight... I want to say welcome. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your Wednesday night with us. We want to let you know you're family now and that you can come back to middle school at 12 stone anytime you want. Um, So yeah, that being said, let me catch you up to speed. We are in week four of a series called, let me hear it. Flipped. Exactly. So uh, the whole premise of the conversations we've been having throughout this series, listen up, stems from 1 Timothy 4.12, which says this, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Instead, set an example for all the believers in speech in conduct, in faith, in love, and in purity. So, uh, weeks one and two, Stephen brought the heat. It was off the easy the for sheezy. He, he talked about uh, speech. He talked about, then week two, he talked about conduct. Last week, uh, Pastor Nathan brought the word on love. And tonight, like Stephen said, I had the pleasure of talking to you about faith. And the reason Stephen asked me to come and talk to you all is because I'm young, like you guys, right? Come on, I'm in high school. I'm not too far ahead. You guys are going to be in high school soon. And the point is, the whole point of this series is that all throughout the scriptures, God uses young people to change lives, and he wants to use you. He wants to use you, young person in this room. And maybe some of you were at the poll this morning, you experienced a little bit of that. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, who cares? Anyways, uh, but God wants to use you. So that being said, before we dive in, I want to pray. So would you bow your head? Dear Jesus, thank you so much for these moments we get to spend learning about you. Um, God, I pray for all the distractions, everything that we walked in this room with. uh, God, I pray that that would melt away right now. And, Lord, I know you want to change my heart, and I know you want to change these students' hearts. And so, God, I pray um, that we would be attentive to your word and attentive to your spirit. Holy Spirit, we know you're here. And we're ready for you to work. Um, so come into our hearts. And it's in your holy name we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. All right, so raise your hand if you're in here and you like money. Who likes money? If your hand is not up, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Raise your hand. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Raise your hand if you like free money. Does anyone in here like free money? See, I've got, I've got, see, what do you, you, I'm not made of money. I'm not giving out money. Chill out, man. I can't give out any money. Yeah, no, but like we all love money, right? Like, 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 did you did you see like Brandon runs up here all excited as he thinks I'm gonna give out money? Like, you guys, you you can feel the energy, you could feel the energy level in the room go up when free money is on the table. Um, but that being said, what what makes money like valuable? Like, of course, like you can go buy stuff with money. That's why y'all went nuts to like get some or at least Brandon did but but like what truly makes this $20 bill worth anything I mean if you didn't know if you didn't know this $20 bill is made of cotton linen fiber and some ink that's all it is it's about six inches long two inches wide there's nothing special about this little rectangle but but listen listen When you go to a store, you can use this to purchase something. Why is this worth $20? Let me tell you why. Because we believe it. We believe it's worth $20. Collectively, everyone believes this is worth $20, so it's worth $20. Now, what does any of this have to do with faith? You might ask, well, let me take you to the scriptures. We're going to go right after it tonight, so strap on your boots. Hebrews 11 says, now, listen up. Hebrews 11.1, one. now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see, confidence in what we hope for in Jesus, and assurance about what we do not see, Jesus' plan for our lives, and I believe the Holy Spirit is communicating to us through this passage that faith requires us to trust even when we can't fully see. So, like, 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 like let's be real, students, like... You weren't there. I wasn't there when Jesus died on the cross. Like, we weren't there when Jesus, like, did all his miracles, when he turned water into wine, like, walked on water. We weren't there when God created the heavens and the earth. We weren't there. So, like, how do we know this is true? Well, God's word, the Bible, says these things are true, and we trust. Listen, we trust that God's word is true, so we put our faith in it. And I, and and I think, and this is, what I, this is what I have to get you guys to know. I'm going to give you the no and the do statement right off the bat, and then we'll, then we'll flesh them out. We'll go after it this, this whole talk. But I'm going to throw it up on the screen. The first, the bottom line for tonight is that trust is the foundation of faith. Trust is the foundation of faith. And from that, I'll give you a second to write. From that, what I need you to do is to trust first and think later. Trust first, think later. Trust now, think later is how they have it up there. I mean, let's think about it. Adam and Eve, when they were in the Garden of Eden, they, they committed the first sin. Why? Because they weren't trusting God's plan. And, and as Hebrews 11, one declares, we've got to trust, we've got to put our full confidence, our full assurance, trust in God's plan, even when we can't see it. And I would make the argument I would make the argument that, that faith really isn't possible without trust. So uh, let me tell you a story where God gave me an opportunity to trust him. A few months back, I was sitting in uh, a little small sandwich shop called Panera. Um, It's a pretty great place. Does anyone love Panera? Yeah. So I'm sitting across from my dad. We're just enjoying a quick, you know, quick bite to eat, and I'm, I'm chowing down on like a chicken chipotle panini. You know what I'm talking about, like one of those warm sandwiches. Oh, so good. Right? If you want one of those right now? I would love to give you one of those. I want one of those right now. That'd be great. Anyways, uh, so I'm sitting there. I'm chowing down, enjoying every bite, and, and I notice this this young woman. She, she's, she's busing tables, like literally, like she's clearing them off. She's wiping them down, getting ready for, for, for new customers, and and I get this this urge, this this thought, this feeling, this Prompt of God to pray for this young woman. And I'm like, my gut reaction is like, probably like yours, like, no, like, what, like, that's weird. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I just want to keep eating my panini. Like, what the heck? Like, no. Um, But, anyways, see, I was thinking about what might happen. Like, if she said no or if, if it didn't work out, like, I was thinking it might put me in an uncomfortable situation. But listen, students, the most freeing way to serve Jesus is to trust first and think later. So in that moment, Jesus reminded me of a passage of scripture, Joshua 1, 5, and 6, which says, God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. You see, we have a God who is faithful and that when he calls us to do something, he will not leave us out to dry. So in this moment, God reminds me of this verse and I, I, I leave my panini on my, on, my, on my plate and I get up. And, and I walk over to, to this young woman. I begin, a, it was a short conversation, but it was powerful. Don't miss this. In the conversation, I, I, like I said, we're just talking. Her name's Madison. She goes to high school around here. She's, she's my age. I invite her to H12, which is like M12, but when you guys are older. And, and I invite her to H12. The conversation's coming to a close. And then I just ask, Madison, can I pray for you? She says yes, and look, so 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 we pray, and look, it wasn't long, it wasn't complicated. I just I prayed like for her for her well-being, her health, her school year. And when I said amen, when I said amen, I looked up and I saw Madison was weeping. And I saw she 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 raised her, her chin and she looked me in the eyes, and with tears, tears on her cheeks, she said, You don't know how much this means to me right now. I needed this so bad. And you see, that was an amazing moment. In that moment, Madison felt loved. She felt encouraged. She felt significant. And, I, and this moment built my faith, and it built, it built Madison's faith. But I would have completely missed this moment if I didn't step out in faith, if I didn't trust See Jesus. See, see, God gave me the opportunity to trust him, and I said yes, because the most freeing way to serve Jesus is to trust first and think later. So this idea that trust is the foundation of faith is plastered all throughout scripture. Um, There's there's example after example, story after story, but we're going to go to one tonight. Uh, It's found in Matthew chapter 14. So grab a Bible from somewhere, find one around you, behind you, above you, in the ceiling. I don't know where the Bibles are at, but get one. Get your eyes on the text, Matthew chapter 14, sorry, verse 22, page 981. Um, And while you're going there, Let me just say, the Bible, we believe it is the inspired word of God and that if you get in the Bible more than on Wednesday nights, Wednesday nights, it's great that you're here. We love that you're reading, but if you get in it every day, I promise you Jesus will transform your life. So while you're getting there, Matthew chapter 14, let me ask you this one question. This is rhetorical. Please don't answer this. Just ponder this as you find the passage. If you say you believe in something... But you don't really trust it. Will you follow it? Again, don't answer. But if you say you believe in something, but you don't really trust it, will you follow it? Think about that as we read Matthew 14, starting in verse 22. Let's dive in. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. So, so uh, pause. Here's some context to what's going on. Um, Jesus has just. Uh, he's been teaching all day. The, the people get hungry, and they're like, the disciples are like, yo, we got we to feed these people. He's like, what do you got? And they're like, five loaves, two fish. And he's like, all right, use that. So the, the feeding of the 5,000 has just happened. That's like a quick summary. And uh, th- so, so all this is going down, and, and, and they get done, and Jesus is like, you guys go ahead. I'll, I'll take care of the rest. You guys just, just get out on the lake, and, 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 and I'm going to go up to the mountain to pray. Look, verse 23, he says, after he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself, to pray, so like all the party's over, all the guests are gone, they cleaned up, and then Jesus just wants to go spend time with his Father alone. It's it's so cool. Um, jump back in, verse twenty-three. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land. Buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. In another book of the Bible that records the same story, it says the disciples a strong wind blew against the boat, and the disciples strained against it, like literally, like 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 their biceps are like like pop, like they're straining against this this wind. It's strong. Like this isn't this isn't like baby wind. This is like gale force, Hurricane Katrina. Like these winds are blowing people. And, and so uh, I'm gonna read the rest of the story right here, and uh, we'll we'll pull out some truths afterwards, but I'm going to read it all the way through right now. Verse 25. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. What an amazing, incredible picture of faith this is. This gets me excited every time I read it. So so here's what's going on. The disciples are out in the middle of this giant lake. They're like, they're like rowing this boat, and they're straining against the wind. And Jesus, Jesus is done praying. He's up on the mountain. He's like, Yeah, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to just walk out there real quick. We're like, Hold on. Like, like guys, like the Bible says he walks on the water, but don't, like, that's, that's insane. Like, you don't just walk on water. And not, this isn't like Lake Lanier. This is like, like I said, the winds are whipping. There are waves. So, like, Jesus is, like, walking up and down like Super Mario. I don't know what he's doing. But he's, like, going up and down the waves. Like, this is not calm water. And Jesus decides to go walk. And, and, but notice, notice what happens. He's walking by the boat. And the disciples are straining. And they see this man. And it says they're terrified. They said it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. You see, the disciples didn't recognize the face of Jesus because they were so caught up in their struggles. And isn't this so like us? I know for me, sometimes the pressures and the, and the worries get so high that I seem to miss Jesus when he's walking right towards me. I know uh, I'm a senior in high school, so one of the things that's on my mind a lot right now is is college. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm studying, I'm filling out applications, I'm visiting schools, I'm making phone calls, sending emails. I'm doing all these things because I want to get into college, and, I, and, and that's a good goal. And look, what I'm, what I'm not, the point I'm not making here is that we don't need to take care of our responsibilities. Listen, we have responsibilities here that we have to fulfill. Those are good things, but Listen, When they, responsibilities can become dangerous when they t- steal our attention off of Jesus. And so, it's, but, but it's interesting what happens to disciples. In the moment that, he, that Jesus is walking by the boat and they cry out in fear and they don't recognize him, Jesus speaks. He speaks. He says, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. If some of you in here tonight, maybe that's, that's just what you need to hear. You need to hear God's voice. You need to hear him saying that, listen, my son, my daughter, you might feel like you're in the middle of the lake going in circles. You don't know where you're headed. You don't know where your life's going at, but Jesus knows exactly where you're headed, and Jesus is in control, and he's saying, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. I know where you're going. I've got you, my son. I've got you, my daughter. If that's you, if you're in a place where, where, where you feel like, like you don't know where you're headed, just listen to his voice. Let's listen to his voice. The story keeps going. See, Peter, Peter is Peter is standing in the boat and 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 he, and he says to Jesus. After Jesus says, "Take courage, I don't be afraid." Peter says, "Lord, if it's you, call me onto the water." I mean, you can imagine his voice is probably quivering, like the, the waves are whipping and and and. And the, and the winds are like going everywhere, and, and he sees Jesus. He's like, if it's you, call me onto the water. And Jesus' declaration, Jesus' response is so beautiful. And I think it's the same response he gives us anytime we call, call out to him. Jesus just says, come, C-O-M-E, come. One word, that's all it takes. And so, don't, don't miss what's happening here. Here's the picture. Peter is standing on this boat, this physical, tangible boat, and, and then there's the water. There's this expanse between him and Jesus, and Jesus is standing on the water. And, and, and what, what happens is that because, think about this, think about this real quick before I make this point. What happened the last time you jumped in a pool? You sank, exactly. You went below the surface, like, Peter's, Peter, Peter's been a fisherman. He knows what's going to happen when he steps on the water. Listen, if he would have thought about what was going to happen, he would have known that he would sink. But listen, Peter isn't thinking about that. Peter is just trusting Jesus. And because Peter trusts Jesus, Jesus invites Peter to live a miracle. So Jesus says, come. And Peter steps off the boat onto the water and I have to imagine his first steps maybe were like 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 he was like wobbling maybe like a toddler but but his eyes are on Jesus he's trusting Jesus and then slowly his steps grow in confidence as he is staring intently into the face of Jesus and maybe maybe a smile broke across his face maybe he's so consumed with Jesus that he's not worried about a thing but notice what happened in the story in an instant in an instant Peter took his gaze off of Jesus for an instant, and he looked at the wind and the waves, and it says what? He began to sink. He began to sink. And I know, students, if this can happen to me, I know it can happen to you. I know sometimes it feels like we're walking on water. We're walking on water, walking towards Jesus, and then suddenly a loved one dies. Suddenly we fail a class at school. Uh, Mom and dad come in, tell us we're going to have to move. We're going to have to leave everything we know, all of our friends. Um, maybe mom and dad come in and say, and tell the family we're getting a divorce. And, and it's like these waves, these winds, they just swell up and they're so great. There's no way we can't be crushed by them. But listen, listen. When Peter began to sink, the Bible says immediately Jesus reached out his hand to catch him. And listen, when Jesus' eyes were on the waves... I mean, when Peter's eyes were on the waves, Jesus' eyes were on Peter. Jesus' eyes were on Peter, and Jesus' eyes are on you right now. See, Jesus will never take his eyes off of us. His pursuit of you is constant. Verse 31. Beginning to sink, Peter cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith he said, why did you doubt? See although in the moment Peter had doubts, Jesus had none. See where we are faithless, God is faithful. When we take our eyes off of God, he will never take his eyes off of us. Students this, this is the gospel. And and look, if you're a believer in here tonight, rejoice over this. Rejoice in the fact that you are saved and that your Savior is intently staring at you. And he's saying one word. He's saying, come. Come deeper. Come know me more. I want to spend time with you. And I want to show you a greater joy and a greater hope than you have ever experienced. And so if you're a believer in here tonight, this is my challenge for you. This week, when you go to school, when you finish out this week at home, When something happens and you feel like the winds and the waves rise, cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus, and I promise you, immediately, He will give you His peace. Immediately, He will give you His peace. And to make it even more practical, maybe this week, pray to God when you feel like you can't see where He's leaving you. Pray to God. But I know there are many of us in here who are not believers. You, you, you. We are spiritually unresolved. You might say, you know what? I've never accepted Jesus. Um, <laughs> I don't believe in God, and for whatever reason, you don't have a relationship with Him. Maybe you've been hurt by something someone said to you, or a, a, a church, or something. Look, look, listen, listen. People aren't perfect, but God is. And your perfect God is pursuing you right now. And he wants you back. So my, my challenge for you, if you're not a believer, is simply this. Step off. Step off the boat. Trust Jesus for the first time in your life. Put your trust in Jesus and allow your faith to be founded. He's saying, come. My daughter, my son, I want you come. And look, this, see, see I know, look, I know this is hard. I know it's hard. You know why I know it's hard because I sat in the very seat you're sitting in as a middle school student, and I wrestled this when I wrestled this down. I was a sixth grade student, it was almost seventh grade. It was the end of my sixth grade year, and Pastor Stephen is up here, and he had been preaching the gospel a, a couple times throughout a couple of months, and and I felt God pressing on my heart to to accept Him, but I resisted, and just like, just like, just like Peter up there on the boat, I was, I was safe on my boat, I I didn't trust Jesus, but this one moment, there was one moment where Stephen was preaching the gospel, and the gospel is this, that we're messed up, that God exited heaven as Jesus and died on the cross to pay for our sins, to pay for our mess-ups. He rose again in life so that we may have eternal life with him. Essentially, faith in Jesus leads to eternal relationship with God you can enter the kingdom of heaven. So Stephen is preaching this. And again, I've heard this multiple times, maybe like some of you. You've sat in this room, you've heard this story, but maybe tonight is your night where you step off the boat. It happened for me six years ago, it can happen for you. So Stephen is preaching this. I remember my heart was beating. I remember I, 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 was, like, I was tapping my toe. I remember my hands were going back and forth. It was getting kinda hot. I could, I could feel the tension, and maybe you can feel it right now too, because the truth is there is a battle being waged for your soul satan does not want you to step off the boat because he knows that when you step off the boat he can never get you back on because you become god's child and god is just saying one word come he's saying come come to me son come to me daughter so that's the challenge for you tonight if you are not a believer step off the boat trust jesus trust is the foundation of faith would you guys bow your heads with me we're gonna pray um So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to pray for two groups of students in here tonight. The first is those of you who are believers or maybe those of you who would just say, you know what, Mike, I have been staring at the waves. I feel like I am getting drowned. And if you'd be brave enough to, courageous enough to admit that tonight before God, I just want to pray for you. So let me pray. Uh, Dear God, I thank you so much for every heart that's in this room. God, right now, as words are being silently uttered to you before you, I know that there are things that are stealing our attention off of you. There are winds and waves in our lives where we feel like they're just so big, we can't see you, but the truth is, Jesus, you're bigger. God, you are greater than any storm we're going through, and I pray for that man, for that woman that is praying a prayer like this to you right now, God, that you would give them peace and you would give them courage. God, you would comfort them with the truth that you are faithful now that you will never take the, your eyes off of them. And so with everyone's heads still down, we're still in a moment of prayer. There's a second group of you I want to pray for tonight. And this, this time I invite you to pray with me. This is those of you that haven't stepped off the boat. This is those of you that for the first time trust Jesus. He's doing business with you right now. Don't dismiss him. Don't dismiss him. You don't have to run any longer. He's saying, come. And so as I pray this prayer, I want you to pray along with me to yourself. It doesn't have to be. It's not out loud. God cares way more about your heart than the words you say. But if you want to accept Jesus, if you say, Mike, I want that, then pray something like this to him right now. Dear Jesus, I acknowledge I'm messed up. I acknowledge I've messed up. I acknowledge that you're perfect. I invite you into my life and I place my full trust in you. And I know that you will never leave me. And so with everyone's heads still down, I wanna go one step farther. I wanna do one more thing. I believe that there may be some of you in here tonight who just prayed that prayer. And that is amazing. Happy birthday. It is your spiritual birthday. That being said, um, I honestly believe when God is doing a work in, inwardly, spiritually, it helps to respond outwardly and physically. So I'm going to count to three. And when I do, I want you to simply raise your hand. Simply raise your hand and look up at me. Listen, listen. This is just for those that prayed that prayer to trust Jesus for the first time. But the reason I want you to do that is because I, I, God knows you're here. But I want you to be seen. I want you to be known in this place. So I'm going to count to three, and if you prayed that prayer for the first time, raise your hand and then look up at me, all right? One, two, three, and yes, thank you, I see 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 you, yes, I see you, you're known, I see you, I see you, yes, yes, thank you, thank you, sister. You put your hands down, thank you. Anyone else, anyone else, anyone else? Great, great, let me pray, let me pray. Dear God, thank you so much, thank you so much. For these lives that just changed for eternity, these, these relationships that just started with you, God, I pray you protect these brothers and sisters. I pray you, pray you lead them as they come towards you, as they walk, take their first steps towards you, Jesus. I pray that they are firm in your grace, firm in your forgiveness, firm in your love. And God, I pray for every heart in this room. Maybe there are those of us that are still wrestling. God, I pray we come back because your invitation is the same. Come. It will never change, Jesus. You always Want us, and so God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your greatness. We just praise you in this place, and it is in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, listen. When heaven says that, when even one enters, or the Bible says that even one enters the kingdom of heaven, everyone goes crazy. They throw a giant party. So, if you just accepted Jesus, I need you to stand and go to Stephen. If you just rose your raise your hand, go to Stephen right now. He's in the back. Everyone else, go, go crazy. Give it up for him. Give it up for him. Come on, come on. Jesus, Jesus is working in your life. And that being said, thank you all so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. Love you guys.